laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, movie time, episode 43 with Anjanari. Judas and the Black Messiah today. It's our like heavy hitters. We're just like banger. Well, Malcolm Marie's not, but like it was supposed to be. <laughs> so, like, this is probably the, min- the most. Uh, new movies we've done like in a row in a long time. So we got this. We got Choosing the Black Messiah, Nomad Land, Minari. We got to fit in Brandy's and Whitney Houston's Cinderella somewhere in there, maybe after. And also, you know what I forgot was coming out this weekend was the the um, final installment of To All the Boys I've Ever Loved came out. Yeah, I wouldn't have been happy if we had to review no, that. No, I, I knew we both. Well, I knew we both. are not gonna like do a full review, but you you've watched both. Of I them. watched only the second one. Oh, yeah. I never watched the first one. The second one kind of sucks, but the the uh, the first one was okay. It's it was one of those good. movies like I half like and half hate. Yeah, like, I don't know how to explain it. No, I I agree. Um, but I think I'll probably watch it in my leisure time and give you like a quick review. I, it's hard with these movies because like they're not really good, but like they're enjoyable. I mean, like. They're they're leisurely washed. Noah Centineo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's get into uh, what we've watched this week. Ariana. I guess I'll start. Um, <laughs> yeah. I watched The Investigation. That's a series. It's on HBO Max, but they have the full thing on BBC. So if you have a VPN that can switch to England, you can watch it. <laughs> you're, I don't, you're not technically, technically supposed to, so... But um, so it's about the murder of Kim Wall. Uh, she was murdered by this Danish um, inventor in like 2017. She went to go interview him about his submarine and she never came back. It was really cool because they didn't talk about like they never said the guy's name. Um, they and they yeah, they never had like any interview with him. They never they didn't show they were not like grotesque with violence and and. It was just nice as opposed to the usual um, sort of true crime series we see that are really egregious with the way that they fetishize the killer. So I don't know. I think it was like one of the only true crime series I've seen that actually I felt like did the victim justice. So it's not a Ryan Murphy show, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, I did also watch The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I feel like that kind of negates like the good work I've done by watching the investigation because it was really exploitative and it was... They set it up as a thriller, even though, like, the real reason why this girl disappeared was because of mental illness. And they just had, like, it was kind of like Don't Fuck With Cats, where they had the web sleuths. <laughs> and Luca I just felt, and, like, there there was a few things that were, like, basically the web sleuths um, 
they just randomly said that this one guy who was at the hotel at the same time or not even at the same time like a few years before she was even there because he was in a death metal band they pinned him as the thing on, on him and they did an interview with him and i felt so sad for that guy yeah i mean what the fuck because fact? he had a creepy character but when he was talking he was just like oh like my death metal is my art and mm. i don't even feel like i can make music anymore because of this so I wouldn't suggest watching that. Also, the hotel manager, I don't know if anyone's watched it, but she's a sociopath. She was like, oh, well, they found her in a water tank. I don't know. This, is, this wasn't like a, a dramatization. It was like an actual documentary. documentary. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I watched this week. A lot of true crime. I only watched WandaVision, the newest episode. Uh, I've watched like bits and pieces of things this week, like nothing in full, uh, like movies and stuff that I've already seen. But yeah, WandaVision episode six is definitely not, it was de- it was a good episode, but it wasn't like a, there was some, I mean, there were, don't get me wrong, there were some good points uh, and like, you know, cliffhangers, but nothing like episode five uh, with, you know, Evan Peters getting brought in and everything. So uh, I'm excited for the last few episodes. It's going to be, um, it's going to be insane, I'm sure. But uh, and then we got fucking Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March, so that's cool. Um, um, there's something I just wanted to mention for you, actually. There's this. I was planning on watching a movie tonight. There's this movie that came out called Phoenix. It's a World mm. War Two interesting disfigured concentration concentration mm. camp survivor, unrecognizable after facial reconstruction surgery, searches ravaged post-war Berlin for the husband who might have betrayed story? her to the Nazis. I don't know. Oh. I wonder how good Is reconstruction surgery. It's getting good reviews. It's on Amazon. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. Have you watched Big Fish? No. Uh, Jake, my roommate, is obs- like he kept he brought Big this fish. movie. He's apparently very. I mean, it's got a loaded cast. Um, it's from like 2003 because they made a musical out of it, and it only lasted for like three months because it was super expensive or something. Um, but we might have to watch that. Uh, I don't know if we'll review it, but we should probably watch it. Um, all right, let's get on to movie news. This is probably for Yana, I guess. Search Party renewed for season five. Yeah. I, this I thought is, you said you want it to be over after season four. Didn't no, you? I said that if it was over, it it, it could have, like, they could have left it, but I'm happy that they're picking up for season five. I could watch, like, 10 seasons of that show because the cast is so funny. Um, I, if anyone out there watches it, like, message me because I feel like no one, there's no one there to talk about about the end, but I'm really happy it got picked up, so. Um, this was, this was big news. Uh, Lucasfilms drops Gina Carano from the Mandalorian. Um, she's done a lot. She's a, she's a piece of shit. I mean, she's tweeted a lot of like anti-vax shit. She's like, she compared, basically compared being, um, being, uh, I guess, I don't know, ostracized or, um, criticized for her views. She, she compared it to, uh, Jews in Nazi Germany. Um, to be honest, like, I think if she didn't, like, if that was like her first tweet ever being like weird as fuck, they probably wouldn't have canned her, but it was like every little thing they built out and like, okay, get this chick out of here. First of all, she's a terrible actress in the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's what I heard. She's not Um, even good. The only cool part about her was that she's a former USC fighter. So the stunts she did were really cool, but her, her acting is, is very bad. So like, I'm, I don't, nobody gives a shit. Um, that she's going to be off it. Um, I mentioned uh, Storiana, like Pedro Pascal's um, sister just came out as trans and she's very anti-trans and like anti-pronouns and all this. It's like, how do you, how do you work on the same set as this, this freaking asshole? So glad she's out. I'm sure it's going to be for the better. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, you don't watch the Mandalorian. So no, but I have 
read a lot of stuff on Twitter about Pedro Pascal, and I'm he's, yeah, he's uh, so I like him. awesome. He's in the, he got uh, cast in the new That Last of Us series. You know the game Last yeah, of Us. Yeah, I want to play him. That. And you know who else is in it? Uh, the girl from Game of Thrones. Um, uh, the the tiny girl who like gets killed by the, the troll at the end. Oh, mom! She's a marmot. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, she got cast. Yeah, (laughs) she's the bear, bear, mountain island, or whatever. Um, She, uh, she's in that that show too. So that that's probably gonna be good. Um, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge reunite for Mr. and Mrs. Smith series at Amazon. Uh, The Atlanta director, actor, director, and Fleabag creator are creating and starring in a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series for Amazon Prime Video. Glover announced the news on his Instagram story on Friday. It's co-created by Fargo writer Francesca Sloan and arriving in 2022. The project is based on a 2009 movie starring Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt as a married couple who discover their spies for rival agencies. Where did they reunite? Like, what were they on before? It says it's, they reunited. Uh, I think it was Star Wars. Was there a Star Wars thing they wrote on together or oh, something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um I mean, I don't watch Fully Bag. I know it's very good. I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Like they're they're both like comedic geniuses. Like Donald Glover was writing for Thirty Rock out of his like NYU dorm, um, mm-hmm. and then he like was on Community and everything. Like he's definitely this could be like really good. It's hard for me with spy movies. Um, I know it's a series, but it's gonna be funny, right? Like, like it's kind of one of those things. Like Fargo is supposed to be really good, but I still yeah. it's kind of one of those things where I just am like. Do I want to watch it? I don't know. So I would have to see a trailer or something, but I love Phoebe Waller. The potential. The, the potential is there. Good. I don't think they have the potential to make something bad. That's no, I don't think it's going to be bad. I just don't know if it's my, not quite my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not quite my tempo. Uh, live action Hercules in development. The script is supposed to be coming soon. Uh, this is via Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, who are going to be directing the movies. Uh, they said the script's about to come in a week. Uh, we've taken a lot of time and care with it. It's a movie that that was really important to me and my kids. Something that they watched when they were young. So we've got a strong emotional connection to it. They talked a little bit more, but they, when you're like working for Disney and all that, you can barely say anything. I mean, I'm excited. It's really about, to me, it's about what they do with the music and what they do with the cast. Like they better not do anything similar to Mulan, where they take out the music and try to make it gritty. Give us what we want. Give us. All-star muses give us a great Meg, a great Hercules, somehow try to replace creepy James Woods. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. This is like one of my favorite Disney movies. So I err on the, the side of music. stop doing live action remakes. I am very content with the animated versions and I don't think they need to be remade. And also the track record is not in favor of live they, action. They've <laughs> done like one. Okay. So Lion King, Boo, Mulan, Boo. I heard Dumbo was creepy Aladdin? as fuck. Aladdin, I liked. I but, think Aladdin was pretty good. But not good enough to replace your initial... No. Like, it's not like it ever is, like, better than no, the it's original. For, it's for money. I mean, like, they're just, they're just trying to get the money. So, but, I don't know. like I said, this has the most potential music-wise for me. So, like, if you get Jennifer Hudson as a muse, if you get, like, fucking Beyonce as a muse, even though I'm, like, a huge Beyonce fan, but, like, if you get some star power for those muses, like, they're just belting their asses off, like, that could be really good. Um... What do we got here? Oh, news comes this week that Nicole Castle, award-winning director of the Dazzling Watchmen TV show, is to oversee a remake of The Wizard of Oz, the classic 1939 musical starring Judy Garland, for New Line Cinema. Um, apparently, Watchmen is supposed to be like I need to see that, amazing, I know. Uh, but Wizard of Oz? Wait, I didn't realize this was in 1939. Oh, what do you think it was? I mean, maybe like late 40s. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, early. I knew it was... Uh, really, they've never yeah. made a remake of The Wizard well, of Oz, the huh? Wiz, but that's completely different. Yeah. 
I'm kind of. So, I, I actually am interested. I think in there's this. been a lot that have tried to do it and they failed like before it came out. I mean, I don't think anyone's asking for this. I don't. I don't know. I would be more excited to see this than a Disney live action. <laughs> I don't know. It's a classic I know movie. You, I don't know who you cast. Like, do you cast somebody from like the theater world? Do you cast somebody who like does both as, as Judy Garland? Like, what is the, what's the approach? Because like her doing Watchmen, I thought Watchmen was like kind of like gritty and like creepy in some ways. Is she gonna make it more of like a less like fantastical and more of something like I don't know, more down to earth? I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think that because no one's ever really remade what do you do with it? the Lollipop Guild? Do you keep the Lollipop Guild in there? I don't know. <laughs> I um, mean, do you take them out? I don't know. Yeah, I would be. I would be curious to see this. It's. Oh it's... wait, no, they did make one. They made one about the wizard, and James Franco was in it. Remember that? Ugh, <laughs> no, and I don't want to. Remember. It was really, really, really bad, of course. But it was not like a necessarily a Wizard of Oz remake. It was more on the. It was more on like focus on the wizard character. So I don't know. Uh, I want to see what the casting looks like. If it, you know, if it gets that far, uh, I'd be interested. Uh, Deadline reports that Apple Studios has won out in a competitive bidding war for Dolly, a new feature film starring uh, Florence Pugh with Vanessa Taylor from Shape of Water and Drew Pierce from Hotel Artemis uh, penning the strip script. Described as a sci-fi courtroom drama, Dolly follows a robotic companion doll that kills its owner and then shocks the world by claiming that she is not guilty and asking for a lawyer. <laughs> I didn't read that before I copied and pasted. The film was inspired by Elizabeth Baer's short story of the same name, published in Asimov's Science Fiction in 2011. That's one of the funniest lines I've ever seen. Like, she shocked the world by claiming she's not guilty and asking for a lawyer. Um, they basically, in the article, they basically said that, like, Florence Pugh's like a sex doll, hmm. which is kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know, are you interested I, Okay, in when I read the title, to, I thought it was Dolly Parton, and I saw oh, Florence Pugh, and I'm like, Florence Pugh's uh, going to play Dolly Parton? Just a disclaimer, it was a very, very slow movie news week, so this might not have made it, but like, I had to put it in. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's, it could go well if it was in the right hands, and um, it could go really badly. I don't know. Like, I'm not really it's sure what. Weird. what <laughs> I wonder who else is in it besides like this is Vanessa Taylor. Like, and also, I'm <laughs> Apple a has a few good things on it, but I not enough where I trust it that highly to do a TV show. The thing like with Apple, yeah, like Apple doesn't have that many good things, but they also have like the name recognition and money to get good people. So I don't know. I <laughs> I hope I get. I don't think I'll ever watch even if it's like amazing. It's just too weird of a. I would watch. I think I would be, watch it. It would have sure. to turn into like some sort of cult classic for me to like. Or you'd have to get a ton of buzz for me to watch it, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> I need a lawyer. I need a lawyer. She shocked the world. I'm not guilty. I, I mean, at that lawyer. point, though, I guess I'm just kind of like, isn't it just a regular draw? Like, if the robot can do everything that a real life person can do, <laughs> well, then. Well, yeah, but then there's no plot if it's a real. Like, the plot well, then it's is just a it's true a crime, crime scene. I mean, I guess whatever. Well, the plot is it's a robot. That's it's, haven't we already to... seen iRobot? That, there. <laughs> I love that, that movie. Robot. Scares the yeah. shit off of me. That movie, those robots are really creepy. Um, <laughs> there's a, a Tina Turner doc coming to HBO in March. This could be good. Uh, she's got an interesting life, um, and she's awesome. So yeah, she's legendary. I'd I'd be interested in watching that. March. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that there's a lot of new stuff coming out. Yeah, finally, a ton of new shit coming out. Uh, we talked about this movie before. 
Uh, Sandra Bullock is joining Brad Pitt in this movie, Bullet Train. It's like a spy movie. It's based on the novel Maria Beetle by Katara Asaka. Bullet Train follows five assassins who find themselves on a bullet train in Japan and realize that their assignments are related. John Wick and Atomic Blonde director David Leitch Leitch, is set to helm the film from a screenplay by Zach Olakowitz. Here's the thing. So is this based on maybe like an anime? It could be, or like a manga. Something. I haven't like it's a novel. Yeah. So. Okay. So I get. I mean, there. How many like Japanese guys are in? Or like you know, I think like they got a few. So that's good. Like I didn't want them to just like whitewash this movie. Like they're in Japan. It's like, <laughs> like give me some Japanese. It sounds actors. bad. Now that Sandra Bullock is on it, it's tanked even more. You're than not it. excited for Joey King? Joey King. Like, first of all, you put Joey King twice. No, in the I didn't. Name. It, was, it, was in the, it was in the article. I forgot. Lady to take Gaga. It no, this cat Zazie oh. Beats. Like it just seems like they're like, oh, let's pick names out of a hat Zazie and put them Beats. all together. Logan Lerman's face bugs me. Um, Wasn't Brad Pitt supposed to? Yeah, he is. Okay, she joins Brad Pitt. No, it's a no. No, we'll this sounds the, like we'll cr- see what the hype looks like. And if not, I mean, this seems like my kind of it my kind of seems fucking, like cats. Actually, but you know what? This seems like my kind of movie. Now that I think about it, like it's an action movie. Like they're five assassins who find themselves on a bullet train and realize that their assignments are related. That sets up for some good hand-on-hand combat. But I don't... <laughs> Lady Gaga, Joey King, Sandra Bullock? <laughs> Actually, I would love to see Lady Gaga in an action movie just to see what that looks like. I've come to hate Sandra Bullock later in oh, life. Oh, I don't like Sandra Bullock, really. The fact that she won the Oscar for The Blind Side is one of the most disgusting things ever. <laughs> um, white Savior. Yeah, White Savior. Just like, also, like, good. they made... Didn't they make him, like, oh, way yeah. dumber in the they, movie oh, than he was oh, in real life? Yeah, 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 yeah. If that movie came out now... People would be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, um, yeah fuck that movie. <laughs> poor, uh, yeah, that poor guy. Um, all right, that's it for movie news. Nothing like great for movie news this week, but we've got a good movie. I'm excited to talk about this. I, I want to see what Ariana thinks. I, I, I think we're both going to like it, but um, or we both liked it. Oh, but, should we do a uh, oh, a, recommendation? Uh, yeah, that's true, recommendation. Uh, so, I mean, this is a spoiler. It's a spoiler review. It's a historical event, but a lot yeah. of people don't know about this. Like the, the intricacies of it. Like I've heard of Fred Hampton and like what went down, but not like to the extent I don't know, didn't know much about him and, and with, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character. So I would say definitely watch this movie. Yeah. I would say watch this, but also do your due diligence and read some reviews that are not just like white people writing about it i've mm-hmm. read a few reviews from black writers and it's helpful in getting like a perspective of why some people aren't giving it a good review oh so did you hear you heard some yeah i things? read a few negative which i can which i think were pretty fair so i can i was gonna talk about those at the end yeah, but we'll um but also like yeah i mean i think it's a really for me it was a really good starting point to just be like oh like this would be cool to actually watch the actual footage like the historical footage that yeah. they have of fred hampton and yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of good things the about Black this. The Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. like it's... Um, and it's, it's educational. Um, yeah, of course. Like, I, I, I didn't really do my uh, due diligence on that. Like, I, I don't usually read a ton of reviews um, normally unless, like, it's, like, standing out if something's really great or really bad. So I just kind of knew I was going to go in liking this movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say definitely yeah, watch it's this definitely movie. A it's definitely a gripping Max movie. Until March 14th. So if you're going to watch it, watch it soon, because then it's going to release in theaters. So uh, if you got HBO Max, watch it. All right, let's get okay. into it. Okay, so 
Oh, I should read the description. Judas and the Black Messiah is a 2021 American biographical drama film directed and produced by Shaka King from a screenplay written by King and Will, Will Burson. The film stars Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, Dominique Fishbeck, and more. Like, this is a huge cast, though, so there's, there's a ton of people. There's a lot of people. A lot that of are people, minor characters. Yeah, minor characters. I mean... Daniel Kaluuya, man. Woo! Yeah. Right, <laughs> Based in Chicago, the film details the betrayal of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Black Panther Party in the late 1960s, at the hands of Bill O'Neill, an FBI informant. And then I just put, yeah, streaming uh, through March 14th on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So um, there's something I just wanted to say, but I completely forgot about it. Well. Oh, the fact that Fred Hampton was 21. 21. I, and this is one of the critiques. It's like the casting was a little... He's a little old. I mean, he reads old. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. He, like, he's yeah. 30. He looks 30. No, he, he reads, yeah, like, the way he styled, when I was like, he's 21. But they showed that footage at the very mm. end of him, and he doesn't he does, look, yeah. he looks a little older, but like, still 21's insane to, like, have done all that <laughs> shit at 21 and whatever. Yeah, yeah. crazy. So the movie begins with an interview of Bill O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield. It, it's shot in, like, a smaller, old-timey frame. And, like, an old documentary film type the, stuff. The thing that confused me is why they didn't just frame the movie with both of the interviews like because they like, ended it with the actual the yeah yeah i don't know Good. i don't know um but yeah they were just showing an interview which i had no idea how like anything really about this story like i i did not know the bill o'neill factor i knew that how fred hampton died mm-hmm. um i knew like the fbi raid and all that shit but i had no clue about this undercover uh Bill O'Neill, who is an African-American man who is undercover uh, among the Black Panthers, which we'll get into. I had no clue. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea about that. So when they were showing like the the documentary footage, like the, the pseudo documentary footage, I was I was kind of like, OK, so what? Like well, I, I was like, he I gets out. So I knew that Lakeith Stanfield played this guy who was an mm-hmm. FBI informant. So I knew when I saw Lakeith, I'm like, OK, he's you know, this is going to happen. Yeah, but. I guess it just was interesting just i mean this movie is no it's really heavy <laughs> the, the beginning of this movie um i think does a good it does a good like it's, it's very informative like it's like okay this is what it's what's this is what's going on this is what the black panthers are and it doesn't do it like too in your face where it's boring it's just like here's what's going on here's fred hampton blah blah, blah. yeah so yeah. so um the intro credits are pretty cool because they show like yeah. a montage of historical footage mm-hmm. like there's like you know, showing black activists and rebellions, things like that. Um, and then there's a scene of Hoover, who is the... Who is played by Martin Sheen. Ugh, what a looked, disgusting looked terrible. person. <laughs> yeah. He's in like an FBI conference, basically, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's warning the group of police about the Black Panthers. Jesse Plemons is in the audience. The, I Most saw a punchable Twitter th- face in history. <laughs> I saw a Twitter thread that was like, this guy is like, <laughs> and they show like every role where yeah. he plays a, a creep yep. or a bad guy. Yep. And he really he does. He does have a punchable face. He is so, he has a way of being, I don't know. I know like in this movie, he wasn't rapey, but there's something about him that really feels. <laughs> is he married to Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. I think he's like a nice guy in real life. I yeah. trust Kirsten Dunst. But he does have a creep, creep vibe yeah. about him. Yeah. So, and then they start showing footage of Fred Hampton portrayed by Daniel Kaluuya. It's just. Briefly, right? I don't think they show. Yeah, yeah they show okay. like brief footage mm-hmm. of him. I just, I mean, this is something that I'm going to like get into throughout the movies. Like the way that they are so threatened by just basically black people having power when like all yeah. the things that they were doing is just like so it's fucking sickening. cool. Of, oh, no, I'm yeah, talking oh, about yeah, the black, black Panthers, Panthers, like yeah. the things that they were doing for like the community. And mm-hmm. also just like the way that, I don't know, just like the education, the rhetoric, like just education, also the coalition that they organize. Kids, yeah. Feeding kids every day. Like, you know, the hungry kids in Chicago, 
Um, yeah, you get, you learn a lot about what the, the good that the Black Panthers were doing at the time. So then we get to this, the first scene of Lakeith Stanfield. So he's mm-hmm. waiting outside a bar. And I love the music, well, you don't the jazz know it's music. Him. You don't know it's him. What do you mean, Lakeith Stanfield? In the very Stanfield? beginning. In the very beginning, you don't know when they go. They 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 show a shot of the car of a detective mm-hmm. in his car, and it's all it's all from the back. So it's a guy in a trench coat and a hat. Yeah. And he's they're following Lakeith going into the bar, but you don't see his face. I don't think they show I his face because he said fucking crowns when he was oh, outside of the bar. Yeah, I guess you hear his voice. Yeah. But, yeah, I figured it was him. But so it's yeah, he's waiting outside a bar. Like I said, I really like the jazz music that they mm-hmm. played a few times. The it's shots are really creep. cool in the beginning yeah. of this movie too. Yeah. So he goes in the bar and he he raids the bar because he has like a fake FBI badge. We don't know that yet, but yeah. he goes in there and he's like, so he's basically like trying to steal a car. He uses he uses his FBI badge to to jack cars. So mm-hmm. there's a really nice like red you know uh, I don't know Cadillac on the street, and he goes in and he shows his badge. Yeah, he he basically uses the way he's like, hey, your your car was this car was reported mm-hmm. as stolen, and then he just like drives off in it. Um, but they like find out that he's a kid. And just beat the shit out of the him. The way that they go outside and they realize yeah. like that he's trying to scam them, yeah. like the knife stabbing. They literally get the, on top the... of the car and stab Oof. a knife through the fucking roof. Yeah, he gets out. Uh, yeah, he gets out. He gets stabbed, he, but he and gets, then he gets out. pulled over. Um, also, just a side note: the Crowns were like a activist group in Chicago. So yeah, that was a little confusing. They don't, yeah. they don't really explain it too well, but you you get you get the gist of what they are. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So um, then there, the next scene is is him being questioned by Jesse Plemons. His name is Roy. They don't really say his name that often. So I was like, what is his name? Roy and the FBI. He's an FBI. Yeah. So did they beat him up before they questioned him? Because he wasn't. No, they, he got, he got hit in the face. Uh, He got elbowed in the face before. Yeah. So he was a little bit bloody. I was like, did the police beat him up? No. Um, Yeah. So he's a little, little yeah, his stomach got cut. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of where the setup for the film begins. Uh, the detective Jesse Plemons he offers Bill a deal, and the screen cuts to the title credits over like this choral yeah. music, which I really like. Jesus in the Black Messiah. Yeah, and we don't know what the deal is. Like they don't explain well, that. Well, we, we know that we know that the amount of time he could get is like five years for impersonating an officer. Mm-hmm. So for stealing a car, it's like eight to eighteen months, and it was like five years to impersonate an FBI officer. Mm-hmm. So we know like that's how much time yeah, he could. So face. he's just holding that over his. And head. he also asks him. Roy goes. Were you upset when Dr. King was murdered? Were mm-hmm. you upset where Malcolm X, when Malcolm X was murdered? And like, Lakeith is kind of like very indifferent about that kind of stuff. Um, and I think he's just trying to see like it. Yeah. Like what can we do with this guy, basically? Yeah. So the next scene shows Fred Hampton speaking at a college event. He's like giving a speech on gradual reform versus His rebellion. presence immediately. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, give this man the Oscar. I haven't seen probably everybody, but man, was this guy good. The speech Ooh. where he comes back out of jail, oh I was like screaming God. in my room. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, so he's like indicting capitalism. He's indicting war. He's And I just, I don't know, it's just it's so stupid to be like, this is still really true. But like it is like the whole, yeah. bo- like, I don't know, there's like a lot of conversations about gradual reform right now of like, well, now that the Democrats are in office, they can do. But it's like, he's like, no, like, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Like they they don't focus it more on races; they focus it more on like capitalism versus socialism. Yeah, like a, and he yeah, and he, it's it's really cool to see the way that he tries to Unite build yeah, like a stuff. multiracial just coalition. like coalition of people. Yeah. So a girl approaches Fred Hampton after the speech, and she tells him that maybe he should. Deborah. Yeah, I love her in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
that maybe he should think of himself more as a poet and think more carefully about his words and the way he tries to recruit people. And yeah. they're kind of, ha- they have like a flirtation already. Yeah. But she's like, do you like poetry? And he's kind of like, not really. Like he doesn't. He, said he makes, he says a quote about actions being more mm-hmm. important than words basically. But yeah, yeah. she's kind of like, well, you have to use those She words. basically like, you are a poet. But you are yeah. a poet. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like the first flirtation of them. Um, the next scene shows Fred giving a lecture to his class. He's discussing war and politics. Bill's in the back of the class. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a montage kind of cut with that showing Fred and the Black Panthers helping kids at school and organizing yeah. the community programs. They have like this breakfast program. They try, they're trying to feed kids in Chicago, like 3,000 kids. So, yeah, is there there's something you about Lakeith add? in this movie. Like, I like Lakeith Stanfield a lot, but he mumbles a little too much in all of his movies. <laughs> He does have, and that's one of the, the critiques that I'll bring up later like, is that. In this movie, I was like, can you please speak up, dude? Well, <laughs> he kind of plays the same on. sort of yeah. awkward Shy. self. Yeah, like sort of intro, not yeah. introverted, but like very he has a similar uneasy character. kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the poets, later to be revealed as Deborah Johnson, joins the Black Panthers, and there's like another flirtation going on between mm-hmm. her and Fred Hampton. Bill is trying to talk to a girl in class and Fred calls him out. Yep. He says, don't take liberties with our sisters. I really liked, it was just, I don't know. It was cool to just be, to see like, even in that time period, someone being like, don't like, you can't just like hassle a girl in the middle of class. Yeah. Like don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. And so he tells her to do 20, <laughs> him he to do 20 push-ups, push-ups yeah. for discipline. And Judy well, is this other black man. Yeah. Judy is just fucking like, I love Judy. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Ju- Judy's like berating him. <laughs> um, so then to get in closer with Fred, Bill gets a car from the FBI to help because around, yeah, because Fred gets like caught all the time yeah. when they're when they're when they're he's just driving. trying to find ways to lock him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just a point that well, they're going back to the to the Crown's bar because Fred wants to build a coalition with them. Cool scene. Yeah. But one of the guys, it's the same bar that that Bill raided in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's like nervous to go in there. Yeah. Cuz the Crowns are the ones who like attacked him. So this is when, yeah, so the Crowns, like, don't really like, they don't like the Black Panther. So mm-hmm. Fred Hampton just goes in and starts, like, you know, talking, preaching, handing out flyers. And the Crowns are like, get the fuck out of here. And you see, like, the crown, like, uh, Bill notices immediately that they're, like, ganging up to, like, mm-hmm. beat the shit out of the, the Black Panthers. Because they came in unarmed. Uh, and then uh, Bill kind of, not he has, say, like a, he has, like, a pool, pool stick. stick. <laughs> and he's, like, and then they, they get out, like, alive. But this is, like, the first scene where he kind of, like, builds his trust. And they give him the nickname Wild Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you also see that the one guy who, who was, like, attacking Bill the first night that he raided the bar that he recognized, he keeps looking yeah. at Bill. So yeah. that comes back later. So, yeah, this is kind of the first time Bill starts to bond with the group. Wild Bill, they call him. <laughs> mm. And then there's a flash forward to Bill's interview where he's explaining he looked up to the FBI agent. Yeah. And He's like, he, we didn't have many role models, and like one of my role models was was an FBI agent, yeah. Roy. And this is something that they didn't really show that that well, though. No, aside they did from not. the money, they like, did not. Yeah. Um, I think he wanted, yeah, he wanted his lifestyle, uh-huh. like the money and and whatever, but he didn't really like like it. Like it was weird. Aside yeah. from like the one scene where he was at his house, yeah, but they did not exploit that. Like they enough. did not really sh- develop that relationship that much. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, and then of course like. Uh, Roy the detective he's basically doing like the same bullshit of like there's no difference between the clan and the black panthers they're both Mm -hmm. violent they both aim to sow terror so it's kind of hard to see where Bill stands at some points but yeah it's hard to see if he he really believes that but yeah he's very indifferent like Mm -hmm. he's like he cares more about himself than than anything 
So then the next scene is Fred meeting with the crowns in, the, in their territory. This is a cool scene. Um, the dude, the, the head crown, uh, what's it, Steel, I think is his last name, Brother Steel. He is tall as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and very intimidating. Well... Yeah, so this and so Bill keeps crossing eyes with the one guy he mm-hmm. fought at. Also, like making himself look so obvious, he keeps yeah, like staring back at him. Like, don't look at him. Seriously. <laughs> um, so then in the scene, we find out that oh yeah, because there was that scene showing the FBI writing these these pamphlets as though they were the Black Panthers. Okay, so what happened was yeah, so the Panthers go to 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 the the uh, Crown's headquarters. There's just a fucking shit ton of Crowns with guns pointed at them. The Panthers are going in with like no, you know, unarmed. And they're trying to, like, we need to band together. Like, we need to, because the crowns are huge in Chicago, but the Black Panthers are national. So mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we need your force in Chicago, and we can help you expand, blah, blah. And the FBI wrote these pamphlets saying, basically trying to sow uh, discord, like, you know, sow them against each other. Yeah, turn the, them against yeah. each other, yeah. I don't know, I can't even think of the phrase. So uh, Steel, who's, like, the head of the crowns, is like, so who the fuck wrote this? Already off to a bad start. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> and yeah, the the crown that beat up uh, Lakeith and like they that he stole his car like notices him and and confronts him in yeah. the middle of the in the middle of the meeting basically, yeah. and it gets kind of like blown to the side. And after that, they like yeah, uh, so yeah. it gets blown aside so that Fred doesn't really notice it, yeah. but Judy and another I, guy one of the other panthers I don't yeah know one of the other was panthers Rush, maybe no i don't think so i can't remember who it was yeah. but it was judy and another panther they get in the car with bill and, and she like turns his gun, gun on him and she's like what what's going on here like what's your story um so see they heard something about a badge yes yeah yeah so he kind of tells like a half truth he basically says like oh i used to use you know a badge to seal cars and which is true yeah which is true and then they ask him to like hotwire the car to prove Basically, that he like, steals they're cars. Like, they're like, "How'd you get this car? Like, well, mm-hmm. would you steal this car off?" He's like, "Oh, I hotwired it off like a pimp or something." So they make him like hotwire it in front of him. He he gets past that, and they're like, "Well, how'd you get a key? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you hotwire the car, how'd you get a key?" He's like, "Oh, he just made up some excuse." Yeah, well, he was like else. kind of turning back on them. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you didn't think I didn't get another?" Yeah. Like, what do you think I hotwired every single time I get in? He's yeah. like, I had had someone customize the key or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that kind of whatever they don't. It blows know. over. Yeah, it blows yeah. over. Um, so then the next scene is just showing the growing romance between Deborah and Fred. <laughs> they don't really say much to each other. Like he's just kind of hanging out, repeating. There's just speeches like a, to there's himself. just like a sexual tension. Yeah, uh, and he's listening to Malcolm X speeches on vinyl, and he's just like he knows them by heart. Uh, and then she kind of like just talking to him, whatever, and they just like make out. Yeah, you know, well, kind of when they get they, together. <laughs> yeah, he asks her for coffee, and then they yeah. just sit next to each other. And I just I really like their chemistry together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like them as a couple. I'm just He's thinking so of fucking good Malcolm and Marie and their horrible chemistry. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then Fred goes to a local meeting with poor white people, basically. So may- yeah, there's like a there's like these coalitions in Chicago, and one of them is like poor white people. They're not racist. They're they're like well, they have a Confederate flag, but they're they have a they're, Confederate yeah. flag. Yes, like they're not like perfect, but they they don't focus on race. They focus more on classism. Mm-hmm. And like Fred is kind of a, trying to like exploit that, not in a bad way, but like to get them to yeah. like rise up with them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so because there was like a slight argument between one of the panthers and the guy who ran the group yeah he's and, like, well, yeah but so fly. fred kind of is like okay well what if we both like banded together against like mm-hmm. the slave masters etc cetera, etc cetera. so mm-hmm. yeah he starts building his coalition and that's something i want to see more of too he goes to build a coalition with, with, with the puerto, puerto ricans. ricans as well yeah yeah i mean i felt like that was really quick it was 
yeah i mean there's only so much you can do in the movie but yeah. i was like oh this is one of the most interesting parts is the way that he goes to these meetings and he's mm-hmm. so charismatic and he can get all these people together yeah so part of like the movie shows bill going to rat on the panthers he keeps going to these nice dinners and gets money from uh jesse Plemons. roy yeah yeah at the stupid restaurant mm-hmm. Uh, so we just give an info. Fred gets arrested for like stealing ice cream. Yeah, they they basically line him up. He give him they give him two to five years for a fake charge of stealing stealing like seventy five dollars worth of ice cream. This is yeah. yeah, and this is something is like he gets lost, and it's unfortunate that he gets lost for so much of this movie. Like when he goes yeah, to jail, he's the best. Part. He is the best part of this movie by far. Yeah, not that everyone else is bad. He's just he's incredible in this movie. Yeah. So then. You know, Bill's still trying to like. He's like the head of security detail. They, and they promote him because the Panthers, kind of, like the 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 Black Panthers, are kind of like a little bit in disarray, or like mm-hmm. donations are going down and shit. Because well, Fred yeah, because Fred's like, in jail. Yeah, so so Bill is privy to a conversation about the Panthers finding a rat in the party, and then the one guy who this is a little bit confusing. Yeah, this part kind of confused. So okay, so. There's a guy from the new. There's a guy from the New Haven, Connecticut chapter of the Black was it Panthers. Sam was his name. Or George something? Sams. Oh, George Sams. Okay. He comes. He's on the run because he was one of the people who murdered an informant in the New Haven chapter. Mm-hmm. They like tortured him and murdered him, mm-hmm. and then he came and he's on the run. We later find out that George Sams is actually uh, the informant himself. Yeah, and he made up the story about killing. Or no, he actually did, he did kill, kill the informant, him. but the FBI is. They letting him off because because the reason why is because since he is a murderer every single time he goes to a black panther headquarters mm. they can raid it for harboring harboring a fugitive yeah so like they're like they're in on it and jesse Plemons thinks that he got information that nobody else got but they all knew about him george sams before jesse Plemons knew yeah, yeah. sometimes it's even hard to like it was a little confusing well it's even hard to sometimes know of course like you don't Ultimately, Jesse Plemons is a bad guy. But, like, they don't really even show his internal thing of, like, does he think black people are bad? Are Was times, he offended by there's that? There's a lot of times where, like, they're, he's not as, like, he's not as, like, for it, I guess, yeah. as, like, other people are. Like, Jay Edgar is, like, a piece of shit. And, like, there's a lot of scenes where, yeah, I wanted to see it go a little farther yeah. into, like, his internal conflict, if there was any. Because it seemed like there was. But then towards the end, he kind of turns full heel. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. So, but yeah, Bill is freaked out because he does not want to be tortured. Get boiled. Basically, they pour boiled water on his <sighs> dick or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mm. Oh, so Fred is in prison writing to Deborah. She's pregnant. Um, mm. He doesn't know that yet. But yeah. and then he's kind of trying to organize a revolution from within jail. That yeah. this makes me so sad. They doesn't work. Yeah, they and then they like take his letter that he wrote yeah. to Deborah and they beat the shit out of like the the police beat the shit out mm-hmm. of him. Um yeah. so he's not doing great in jail. He's sitting in solitary, yeah, yeah, at some point. Yeah. Uh Jimmy gets sh- Okay, so like people are pissed off back in Chicago. Yeah, Jimmy Palmer is one of the Black Panthers. He's walking on the street, he sees cops kind of just like harassing In his part of town, yeah. Yeah, in his part of town, he sees he sees cops harassing these black guys in a bakery or something and mm-hmm. he goes in and just starts shooting him and he dies cuz or he goes well, to no, the hospital. Well, no, he goes, he goes to the hospital. Uh he shoots he shoots them. He kills a couple cops too. Um, so he's in the hospital. Yeah. So people are just kind of going crazy and this is the standoff, right? Right. So because of that, then they increase police presence right outside of yeah. the black Which is Panther's fucked up. So like these cops are just sitting outside of the black Panther headquarters, drinking beer and antagonizing the black yeah. Panthers. And Judy is like pissed off. Um, this part I didn't get totally. Mm-hmm. 
um, they basically just started a, a, a standoff with the cops, like pawed out the gun, started killing mm-hmm. cops, Judy and another Black Panther member. And then Bill is freaking out because he's like, I'm not about to get killed. I want to get out of here. Well, yeah, it was confusing. I mean, I think I don't I think she was kind of probably just like they're going to do something sooner or yeah. later because I don't think she she just showed her gun and they shot at her. So no, I don't know. She no. She what happened first? was what happened was she they're showing their guns mm-hmm. and the Keith is he goes he, he's trying to get out. So he goes to Judy. He's like. I'm going to go secure the roof. Yeah. When he was really trying to get out. When he goes to get out downstairs, there's a guy guarding the stairs. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to actually check the roof. He goes up at the roof. He looks out on the cops. The cops go, sniper. Oh, so it's shoot. his fault. He, he, it's yeah. his fault they start shooting. Yes. Yeah. But that she, was just yeah. devastating to watch because the amount of fucking cops that were shooting at basically her and one other guy. And yeah. yeah and then Deborah gets out because she's pregnant. And there's like a, there's a huge crowd of people that are like in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and they blow up the. They yeah, and then after Judy and the other guy stand down, they they fucking burn. Blow, they basically they burn burn, burn the, the headquarters. Panther headquarters, and and Bill gets away. Yeah. Um. Without and so yeah, and Bill wants to quit. Um. And then yeah. I don't. They do show a, a scene. I don't know when this comes, but when like a cop wants to taunt Fred, so Fred's they send in him solitary, the, yeah. and they just they just give him a newspaper article saying that the uh, headquarters is burned. Down. Yeah. Yeah. But. Something that was really cool was watching the Panthers. They start rebuilding the headquarters and mm. like people start coming to help, which is really the cool. crowns come yeah. and like the, the community and like, yeah. So Bill is like kind of like you can never they also don't do a lot to say like he was kind of liking it at any mm. point, like or like he was turning because like he helped build the headquarters, too. I think. Yeah, I don't know. He became a better actor, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. it's hard to say, but. But yeah, it was just kind of cool. Also, that was just like a moment of like they weren't taking that. Like they don't take a second to like to slow down. They're like, okay, well, we just start again. Like we don't we don't slow down. We we re- we rebuild. Like yeah. So is this um, the scene with Jay Edgar next? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, just disgusting looking. Yeah. Person. They, this fucking Mar- they did Martin Jean dirty. Yeah. Look like Jay Edgar. So Jay Edgar Hoover has a discussion with Roy, and he basically. Just, starts like espousing like fear-mongering rhetoric he's saying that like black people are trying to threaten their way of life and so like they were happy at this point because mm -hmm. because they're kind of like you know what we got him we got fred hampton he's in jail for the next two to five and jagger's like this is temporary isn't Mm -hmm. this when he says that yeah and um he says to jesse plemons jesse plemons has like a daughter and then uh, he's like what are you gonna do when your daughter brings home a black, black man. guy, yeah, and like Jesse Plemons is like, I, like I'm not answering this question. Mm-hmm. And then, what what was like the point of that? Basically, just to say like we need to go further. Like, I think he's he's well. I don't see. I can't tell if he's like seeing that Bill and Roy have like a friendship, and that yeah. he wants to make sure that he doesn't like cross over to liking black people. I don't. It's really hard to like tell i mean he's he's obviously trying to like i said fear monger and, and play yeah. into the oh well they're trying to take our way of life they're threatening everything that we mm. you know our way of life and things like that don't like basically being like don't think of them as equal to you yeah so and i think yeah they that's kind of like a subtle threat also that like don't fuck this up or we're gonna fire you mm. maybe i don't know yeah and this is where he gets the hint like okay i can't just stop now like i have to we have to go farther in terms of fred hampton but this is when fred gets out on his appeal Mm-hmm. So, he gets so out of jail. yeah, so he gets out of jail. He goes home and he sees that the headquarters is rebuilt, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really like nice scene. I was yep. like crying at that. Mm-hmm. Um, then this we learn we find out about Jimmy Palmer. Yeah, so then we learn that Jimmy Palmer died, which ugh, this is horrible. 
So Jimmy Palmer was in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, his friend Jake Winters, who is also a Panther, visits him. You know, like he he talked to him the other day. They they transferred him to a county hospital, Jimmy mm-hmm. Palmer, and you they they show a clip of Jimmy Palmer in a gurney, mm-hmm. like, tied up, up so tight. They basically killed him. They killed yeah, him. Yeah, they killed him. Yeah. So. And Jake is obviously super mad. Mm-hmm. He goes to the janitor. So he knows his janitor at the hospital. And yeah. he goes to his, his trailer and is like, hey, like I need some information. I need to find out what happened. And the janitor calls the cops on him because he sees that Jake has a gun. Yeah. So he's like, calls the cops on him. Um, but that was after, oh, this the, is after? the speech. Oh, scene. Yeah, so yeah, we'll okay. get back to that yeah. in a second. So then Fred returns to give like his his first speech after prison. And it's a memorial to Jimmy Palmer kind of. Too. Yes. Yeah. And Whew. it seems that Bill is like taking to heart what he's saying. And also Roy's in the crowd. Roy's in the crowd just like staring at Bill. And, and man, this speech, this scene was so good. Like every single time you thought it was like over, mm-hmm. like Daniel Kaluuya just goes back to the mic and just starts fucking Man, that fucking scene is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I just wrote down like the little ending of it. He says it's not a question of violence or nonviolence; it's a question of resistance to fascism or non-existence within fascism. Yeah. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. So I don't know. I just love his awesome. Yeah, yeah. My, his. Oh. He so delivered good. it really well. I want and like I said, I was like, like I want to watch footage of these yeah. actual speeches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it was a really powerful scene. I was like crying during yeah. that. And also just like they showed Deborah and how she's kind of feeling conflicted because she, well, she's like, I don't want my husband to die. I have a kid. We have a mm-hmm. kid now. Uh, not husband, boyfriend, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then the following scene is when Jake goes to see Reg, the hospital yeah. worker. Yeah, and so yeah. Reg calls cops on him. And then it's just like a shootout. Yeah. I mean, he. Get, it's interesting. Like they get in a shootout and mm-hmm. really Jake's really scared. He's like, I don't mm-hmm. like, he didn't want to do get into this, but like he was kind of forced to, and you see it kind of change where he like, doesn't want to run away. Like, he's about to run away. He's like, you know what? Like, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he decides that like, he kills a cop and then he gets killed. Well, he, t- he basically goes down by killing as many pig, yeah. pigs. Which as I think he, can, he only kills so. like one. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely like just heartbreaking yeah. to watch that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a scene of Fred going through Deborah's journal and he finds her writing about how she thinks she might be a bad mother. And then like they show, she reads Fred a poem that she wrote and yeah, that was intercut with the scenes of Jake having to yeah. shoot out. It was, yeah, it was a sad scene. Mm-hmm. And also just like Fred basically being like, well, if you would have told me I had a kid, like things would have been so different in prison. And yeah, but yeah. So this is when I think Bill meets with Roy, right? Well, he has a dream. He has a nightmare about oh. his dual identity and like the FBI agent version of him yeah. kills the Panther version of him. Then Fred goes to see Mrs. Winters, Jake's mom. So mm. it's just another sad scene. She yeah. says like, you know, my son was like a killer essentially, but that wasn't the only part of him and make sure that he his legacy is not this. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I mean, and like they have a scene later where Bill is like, well, what about this guy? What about like how many people just keep dying for yeah the cause um so yeah bill shares a plan to blow up the city hall oh yeah no he he he's wired yeah he's wired he's wired and he has c4 in his trunk and he wants fred and rush i think it's rush Mm -hmm. the other one of the other lead panthers to blow up city hall they were like no what are you fucking joking of course not and he's pissed because he didn't get it on tape Mm -hmm. of them saying they want to blow up city hall and then i think this is where Jesse, doesn't Roy say, like, we, I need you to draw a blueprint of the apartment? Mm-hmm. Fred Hampton's mm-hmm. apartment? Well, or am I missing something? yeah, so Fred's going back to jail anyways. So yeah. 
they're kind of preparing for that and bill bill goes back to meet with roy and roy wants bill to draw a blueprint of fred's apartment so that he can and he's he doesn't want to do it yeah bill doesn't want to do it like he's really mad he doesn't want to do it and roy is just like fuck you like he basically knows that he owns him like he could just send him to jail like, yeah he also says like well i could tell you that they we could tell him you're a rat and like yeah. you know what they did to the last guy so yeah right so then he goes to the to the bar which also like little ray is in that <laughs> this is the guy hannibal burris no wasn't it little ray who's little ray he's this guy who was in get out that's yeah his name is hannibal oh no i don't i'm not thinking, little I'm thinking ray howard yeah little ray howard i yeah. love little ray howard for some reason, I thought it was Hannibal Burris. Okay, a little right. I knew I recognized him, but yeah. So he, yeah. he they had him as like a lead cast member when I when I was looking at the IMDb yeah. before. I'm like, where is he in yeah. this movie? But yeah. yeah, so he's going to the bar. Bill's going to the bar because he's like just fucking drinking yeah, because he's, he's upset. He's anxious, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, Wayne is the guy's name. He slips like a little vial newspaper to yeah. He slips like a newspaper, some drug to put in Fred's drink. Yeah, that'll kill him. Yeah, it's still unclear. I mean, Bill, he's like, who are you? Let me see your badge. And Wayne gives him his, his fake, fake badge. So he's either an informant or works for the FBI or... Another, yeah. Yeah. Has Just, to be. Yeah. So that was definitely... I mean, the thing that like Heath Stanfield does well is like that sort of unhinged anxiety acting. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah. And then like the night before... Fred's, Fred's to go going to jail. to jail. The Panthers are like, you could escape to Cuba. You could go to, I think, Algeria, was it? Yeah. Um, and the Crowns give him a lot of money, but he says, no, like, use this to build a medical clinic. It's only five years. Um, think mm. of how many people we could save. Name the clinic Jake Winters Hospital yeah. and things like that. So, like, they're, they're like down but they they have hope because like he's yeah. gonna get out and they they're gonna still keep doing the stuff yeah. that he wants to do mm-hmm. and he obviously is excited to have a kid when he you know yeah when he gets out but uh bill slips the he asks uh fred bill's, if he wants another so drink so bill's like crying i know i was like why isn't anyone like you yeah. okay <laughs> so he's crying he's like hey i'm gonna get another drink all he says is like hey i'm gonna get another drink do you want one as well and then mm-hmm. he leave, they show him leave the apartment mm-hmm. drive off it's the most sickening scene. I know. So then, Jesus. like, basically in the middle of the night, cops break into Fred's place. Shoot it up. They literally just shoot, like, just have so many automatic, fucking people. Automatic uh, rifles. There's, like, 10 guys. There's a, there's a message at the end that they fired 99 Nine shots. And the Black while Panthers the Black only Panthers shot, shot one. one. They don't kill anybody? Well, except for Fred, I don't well, think. Well, Fred was already dead. No, I think he that he was asleep during that. No. Oh, he was dead already, and then he they was, just shot him for good was graces? Dead. I mean, she was climbing on top well, of him, like, wake up, wake yeah. up. He had to be killed. Okay. Right? I mean, Maybe. I, I assumed either he was in a really deep sleep, but either way, like... Well, the drugs were supposed to make him, like, die in his sleep. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I mean, we'll have to look into that, but I could have sworn <laughs> he was dead first, and then mm-hmm. he just, like, came in and... Because I don't know if the necessarily the cops were raided the place. No, we because when I was but, reading the article, it said that the it was Seco barbatrol or something like that and that oh. it was the like there was still i don't know maybe like he maybe wasn't fully dead yeah but like he was not waking up he was yeah he was, he was yeah. like definitely unconscious like how do you not wake up during gunshots like that yeah yeah so i mean they just basically fucking murder him yeah murder him and they in front just, of deborah yeah like, uh, yeah yeah it's sickening it's a sickening scene it's just like yeah it's why do you yeah um so then after that we they see they show another scene of Roy and Bill and like he's at the dinner thing and 
and Roy just gives him a, a few station. dollars and like keys to a gas station. Gives him a hundred bucks and says that you have this, you know, you own a gas station in Mayville. Like it's mm-hmm. good money. It's legal money. Like, here you go. And like, he just slips it well, in his pocket. Yeah. And he says, basically like, are you still a Panther? And Bill's like, what do you mean? Like, why? And so we find out after that he still was an informant for years after that. Yeah. So he made up to like two hundred thousand dollars. They said, yeah, which is, does not feel like that much for how much. Well, back he in did. the oh, was it the equivalent of two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand yeah, today. Not so a, that's not, not a lot of money. Lot, no, um, not that there's any amount of money you could really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some of the things that they showed the the facts they, they showed, showed the video. Yeah, Bill him. stays as an FBI informant until the early 1970s. He took one interview in 1989. It aired on Martin Luther King Day in 1990. He killed himself that evening. Because in the what does he say in the interview? He says like he basically doesn't really. They asked him what he was going to say to his son about mm-hmm. what he did, and he he didn't really say like I'm sorry. He's like you. I was a part. Of, he basically said I'm a part of. The, I was a part of the struggle. He said I took a stance. Like at least I took a stance, and I wasn't just on the side. Yeah. Um. So that's something I want to talk about after is like his yeah. POV. So yeah, and then he, he killed himself when it was, when it aired, which is so sad. Well, but. he had tried to kill himself. Yeah, they yeah. someone tried to say he didn't, but he had tried to like jump out of a building earlier that oh, day. So Jesus. yeah, I kind of was surprised that he. I mean, I was like, how do you not? <laughs> if I was in that position, I probably would off yeah. myself honestly. So um, yeah. the survivors of the raid filed a forty-seven point seven million dollar lawsuit for conspiracy to kill Fred. The lawsuit took twelve years to settle. They only got one point eight five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Deborah Johnson gave birth twenty-five days after Fred's assassination. She stayed with the Illinois chapter of the Black Panthers until its dissolution in nineteen seventy-eight. She now serves on the advisory board of the Black Panther Party Cubs. Um, she now goes by Akua Najiri. I don't probably but- butchering that. And her son is the party's chairman, He's Fred Hampton chairman Jr. Now, yeah. 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 And that was pretty much it, right? Yeah. So that was it. They show a picture of them together at the end. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and they do show a, well, a brief clip of Fred Hampton, too. Yes. And sounds, ex- I mean, Daniel Akua did a fucking bang up job on that accent and like his cadence and his speech and stuff. So. Um, Sorry, that was kind of a chaotic recap, yeah, a chaotic but it was recap. also kind of a lot. Like it was just a lot of information. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's just, it's a historical fiction or a historical you know piece movie. Um, so you can read up on what exactly happened, and of course, with every movie you don't know what liberties are taken one way or the mm-hmm. other. So I mean, I'm sure it's not at the hundred percent because like you don't know the conversations necessarily between Roy and yeah, maybe I don't know. Like I doubt they got like Roy in this to like give him information and you know bills obviously i don't think he gave up anything so who knows um so i don't know you wanted to talk about some well of the reviews yeah should we stuff? do our number oh, review first? yeah uh i gave it give an 8.1 yeah i gave it 8.2 i was i was thinking maybe 8 8.1 um really i mean really great movie uh yeah like i said i mean there's some stuff you wanted there's some stuff that didn't make sense in terms of like not necessarily in terms of the historical piece but like the way they display characters and mm-hmm. their development or lack of, um, but some awesome performances by, I mean, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya, if, if Daniel, I mean, I don't know what this what the rating would be if it if Daniel Kaluuya wasn't in this and didn't mm-hmm. like fucking absolutely kill it. Cause this is, I'm not even kidding. Like that's a best actor either win or nomination or definitely a nomination. I mean, he's was incredible. Yeah. So there was a few critiques that I saw of the movie, um, a few different articles. One of them I got from my, my favorite uh, film reviewer, Angelica Jade Bastien for Vulture. She, well, she did not like this movie that much at all. Mm. Um, 
she said that it's the headline is the movie gets neither the beauty and complication of blackness nor the outright depravity of white supremacy she one of her critiques that i really agree with was that they didn't really show well a fred hampton did get lost a lot in this um he, i don't know like yes but like his fucking presence i thought was just like i mean every single time he wasn't on screen i wanted him to be on yeah screen. but and it's also like we didn't really have any understanding of Bill O'Neill's motivations. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, there was no interiority really there. There was no establishment of. It's like they tr- they wanted to, yeah. but they just didn't. So, and like a lot of the critiques in other articles are basically saying it's framed around the wrong person. It is really an investigation of Bill as the traitor. Yeah. Um, and then there's a big critique about, well, you know, this is a Hollywood movie and it's talking about Fred Hampton, who's anti-establishment. So it's kind of like yeah. a hard. It's hard to say. I mean, but like you're going to you're part of the establishment critiquing the movie. What? <laughs> like, I know. I'm not saying. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying I'm no, outside I'm of saying that. The, I'm saying the media person writing that article. It's like, OK, then you just don't want a movie to be made on it. Like, I don't know. Well, I think that it doesn't necessarily mean that a movie can't be made, but there could be other avenues of where it's made, how it's made. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's other avenues than mainstream HBO Max, but that's a larger conversation. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it, I don't know. Whatever. We'll move on from that one, I guess. I just I just don't, like, think that's necessarily... I get the, I get the point. I just think, like... Yeah, he could. They could, could. There could have been other avenues, but then you might not have gotten as many a big of an audience to like understand what happened with Fred Hampton either if you went through a different avenue. So I think there's pros and cons. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a cut and dry argument. I'm saying it's one of the critiques which you can have a conversation about. Um, what are the other? Yeah. So I mean, there, it, I think that the acting was really strong. I think again, one of I the the age difference was kind of. It would have been interesting to see if they had like a, a younger, a, a younger actor. actors, yeah. Mm. So Lakeith always looks young though, so like Lakeith could have like passed as somebody young if he. I don't know exactly how Bill, how old Bill O'Neill was during that. I would assume he was probably young, but like knowing that Fred, really when I when I found out Fred Hampton was twenty one at the end, I was more shocked at like what an amazing individual he was at twenty one. It was not necessarily like oh shit, like Daniel Kluwer was too old to play him. It was more like, oh, wow, I can't believe he was 21. He did all that, pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, so. here, here's something that she wrote that I thought was interesting. Um, the civil rights leaders of yore were titans, charismatic and forceful, intelligent and righteously determined. In the years since Hampton's death, pop culture has mined the Black Panthers for their posture and aesthetic. Consider Beyonce's appropriation for her 2016 Formation World Tour of the famous image of Huey P. Newton... Uh, sitting in a rattan throne, one hand holding a shotgun, the other a spear as she, as she stares defiantly at the camera, as he stares defiantly at the camera. She also adopted the aesthetics of berets and all black for her Super Bowl performance that year. Judas feels like an extension of the same idea, deploying the symbols as uh, Panthers as symbols rather than people. The only thing I felt as the credits rolled were a profound sense of disappointment and a frustrated queasiness at what happens when the industry seeks to adopt an anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist, undeniably radical figure such as Hampton. Hollywood is more of a capitalist enterprise than it is a haven for artists. What it can't co-opt, it discards. So, I mean, they did not, I mean, in the sense of, like, yeah, if you do look at it, it's like, it was more about the message than the person. Yeah. Like, he um, was his own, like, but there was a lot to fit in the movie. Like, I mean. Like, the, I think they they wanted to give it, they if they wanted to do a movie on Fred Hampton, they would have, like, solely Fred mm-hmm. Hampton, they could have. But they wanted to also do, the thing is, they wanted to do Bill O'Neill, 
but they didn't do enough justice for Bill O'Neill in terms of not like like what his character development, like his intrinsic thoughts, like what he was bad. Like they didn't do enough with his character to bring him in. So it was like they wanted to make a movie on both and mm-hmm. how they interacted, but they didn't do enough for Bill O'Neill to make it like justified. Yeah. In a way. So yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Like Fred I I mean, I don't know. I thought I loved Fred Hampton in this. Yeah, um, I thought it was a good movie. But they, we're also they, yeah. like completely new to I mean, I'm pretty yeah. much a new yeah, like this is like kind of one of the first sort of like Black Panther media things I've consumed. So like yeah, for me, too. it feels like a good way to introduce myself. But of course, if you're like a black viewer, like you might be looking at this being like, this isn't what I wanted. Like it's a two yeah. different perspectives for sure. But yeah. in terms of like a just a viewing experience, definitely watchable, dr- good dramatic acting and a yeah, great I mean, cast. I think if you're a white person, um, speaking from a white person's perspective, I think you should definitely watch this. It's better than no education at all, for sure. Um, so learn something about the corruption of the FBI and the Black Panthers in the 60s and 70s. Um, but yeah, I mean, enjoyable movie. Watch it. Uh, if you, even if like, just for Daniel Kaluuya alone, I mean. Yeah, it's great performances. Wow. wow. Really one of the best I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, so that'll conclude the episode for this week. Uh, one of the first, or one of the second of our, uh, third, I guess, of our bangers movies that are. <laughs> You well, know, promising Mal- young woman. Prom- we'll Malcolm say like we'll Marie. say movies that like <laughs> new movies had had a lot of hype. New movies that had hype. Yeah. So I mean, I'd say I'd say promising young woman was like right there at the hype. No, it was like a little bit below for, for me. I really liked it, but Malcolm Marie was the fucking tanker. I'd yeah. say Judas the Black Messiah has met my expectations. Um, yeah, and, and then we got these two that are could be like high eights to low Minari. nines. Minari, I'm so excited Land. for Minari. Um, they're they're getting some major buzz. Uh, if if Minari doesn't live up to the hype, I'm it's really, so far it's gotten good reviews. I'm really good because No Man Land is getting a lot of hype, but I don't like. I'm more interested in Minari than No Man Land. So well, I'll No be, Man Land feels more niche, also. Yeah, Minari's. Yeah, it could be like the drama of the year. Yeah, so, we'll see. so uh, yeah, we got those two, and then we got a lot of stuff we can review. So new and um, yeah, old. So yeah, we got we got a full slate ahead. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, Overcast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye.